Oh, have we got one for you tonight. Welcome. Welcome to the Toronto Beer Podcast with me, your host, Chris Schreier. This is actually not uh, tonight. This is this morning. This is now Tuesday morning because last night I did a live record with my good buddy, Ben Johnson of the Beer and Bullshit Podcast. And so now I'm just pre-recording this to stick in front because we we hit the ground running in our, uh, in our podcast. So uh, we are going to cut to that after you hear the usual dulcet tones of Rob Curry and the Curry Brothers. As always, link to that record is in the description. And please be warned, due to the name of Ben's podcast, we just threw caution to the wind, and this is a Red E episode. There is explicit language. If you usually listen to this podcast with your kids, hey, good for you. But if you're not okay with a lot of swearing, you might want to skip this one. But otherwise, it's a good long one. We get into some hijinks. There's some ups, some downs, and we all learn something. Do we do a thing opening and I've been waiting to open this beer. Does that, a th- that we do an open and a pour or do you care? I'm jo- okay. Started a live oh, video. Oh shit. Sorry. I just uninvited you. Uh, I mean, we're live. we're live now so we can open beers. Okay. Oh, I've got audio. Me too. Okay. I got rid of it. Don't worry. We're good. Same. Nice one. How do I look? Well, uh, on my do you look bad on your screen and me too like are you just getting like this part of me and i'm getting like mm-hmm. that part of you all right i just you're missing this. a forehead people are watching yeah it's i know embarrassing, Chris. get your shit together hey man sorry we don't swear on this podcast i forgot well you're gonna make me pick up a red e wow we've already got eight people i should have you on the show more often welcome to the toronto beer podcast oh we just lost one so maybe i shouldn't have said anything <laughs> To the Toronto Beer Podcast with me, your host, in a very small square. This is going to do my head in. Uh, and my good friend and uh, 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 soon to be returned to the podcast fold, Mr. Ben Johnson of Beer and Bullshit, the aforementioned red letter picker upper. How you doing, buddy? Good, man. I, I wasn't going to make you say the word. That's why I wore the hat. So you didn't have to say it. It was bound to happen. <laughs> You know, it's funny, even just that it's a red E is what I'm talking about. When I said red letter, if you are talking to Christians, yes, and they'll, talk, letter? they'll talk about red letter. You called me a prostitute or a horse. No, no, it's not oh. like it's not like a scarlet letter. Oh, OK. No, a red letter is in in some Bibles. They print all of the words that Jesus said in red ink instead of oh. black. And so they'll talk about like, oh, that's a that's a red letter lesson, which means oh, it's something Jesus said. Ben needs headphones. Are you getting weird feedback, Scott Stuckless? I think he just is jealous that mine are wicked kick-ass headphones and yours aren't. No, it's Echo. Oh. Feedback from Ben. Oh, yeah, Kevin's got it too. Ben, you got Echo. Fuck. My egg my egg carton iPhone stand is not made to accommodate earbuds. Let's see how this goes. Are they Bluetooth? There's Bluetooth somewhere else in the house, but I'm not going to do that. We'll make this happen. This is fine. We're working on it, guys. All the comments coming in, we appreciate it. Uh, but we are here. We're here, obviously, with Ben uh, because he is soon relaunching 
his beloved beer and bullshit podcast. Uh, you want to know what makes you feel really connected and part of the community uh, in the in in the beer scene is if you have a podcast that at one point had thousands of listeners, but it's down a lot because you dropped what apparently people were here for, which was Mandy uh, Murphy. I almost said Mandy Moore. Gosh, <laughs> that'd be great if it was Mandy Moore. Um, but uh, but then, you know, a friend of yours starts a beer podcast and then a friend of yours stops a beer podcast. And then for like most of COVID, the only thing anybody ever asked you about your podcast was actually when's Ben's podcast coming back. That's oh, like wow. one of like when you have a guest, and like if, 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 you know, well, I don't know. I was going to say if you were important, but you know what I mean? Uh, if, if I were to say, to you, oh, yeah, my wife's a big fan of your work. <laughs> Well, they honestly, they're probably just hoping I would have Mandy on again. Let's be honest. Possibly. We haven't seen, what are you up to on your uh, countdown of the most popular episodes? I don't recall, uh, but I have been <laughs> reminded that it's, it's remarkably male, pale and stale. And uh, I mean, it's the most listened to episodes. So I can't quite help that, but yes, there's a lot of weight dudes. I'm pouring a beer by the way. Cheers. I'm getting I think I'm at number five. And spoiler alert, Mandy was number two. So she is a popular podcast oh. guest. Well, I wasn't even asking for a, for a dish on, on who was coming down the pike. The last one I saw was the Ian and Lackey one, mm -hmm. which is male and white. What was he said? Oh, pale, right. Male, yeah, male, and, male and pale. I wouldn't call them stale. I mean, they're old, but they're not stale. <laughs> I mean, we're old and they're older than us. So what does that mean? No. <laughs> Lackey's way older too. Like Lackey's like... He's much older than you think. Yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. I would have thought he was like, hey, we're kind of in the same neighborhood. He's like got a decade on me. Yeah, same. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, what um, you, okay, what, what did you, you just pour? Oh, well, okay. I haven't drank. Oh, what I'm drinking is the last of this ice cold beer. Speaking of Mandy. Nice. Uh, which I had with dinner. So I'm just finishing it. I'm about to. Why don't you say what you're having? Okay, well, I have cracked... Um, an, oat, an organic 4 p.m. sunset oatmeal stout from London Brewing, an excellent brewery that actually I've been ignoring a little bit. So I'm trying to get back into the fold. They're, they're really, really good. And this is a very nice stout. Cool. What was it called? 4 p.m. sunset? Yep. As you're about to take a sip. Sorry, I'm yep. going all dentist on you. No, it's very, <laughs> uh, it's very like wintry, you know, 4 p.m. sunset. Yeah. Uh, There's some London in the house. Justin Belanger is. I was about to say, I just saw that too. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I, I dig that. It's funny. I was thinking when I was thinking that I was like, I, I guess it does get dark in London. Then I remember London, that London, the other this London. Yeah. yeah, it's very very snowy today. I don't know if you guys. Got oh it. yeah, we, we got I, I think you got it first. Ours really kicked off around like three three thirty, mm -hmm. and it's like my son's out there right now shoveling. Um, not just our walk. He's got a real racket going. He oh, nice. shovels three different people's walks uh, on our street, 20 bucks a Bob. And all he's clearing is about eight meters of sidewalk per the kids yeah. are earning like 180 bucks an hour. It's amazing. Smart guy. Smart yeah. guy. It's a good Smart. racket in Toronto though. You don't have much to, to shovel, especially in the beach. Like nobody right. has a driveway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, well, I just opened. I haven't poured yet. I'll do the. I'll pour it on camera for all the kids watching at home. Like I always like to say, this is Center Cut IPA, which is also from Leftfield. Uh, you can tell 
what brewery I went by on Saturday, uh, which this is the first I've had this because I had it on Saturday, but this is the first beer of this sort that I've had, which is, um, it's, it's, it's using a thiol, uh, uh, yeast to thiolize, I think is the, the verb. Um, but it's when you add hops to the mash, mm. Because we hadn't tried that yet, apparently, and sure, and put we hops did. You can, yeah. Put how can to... how can you get hops in there? Put them yeah. in any old time. Put can you put the them fermenter. in the mash? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Has anyone brewed a beer with hop water? I digress. Anyway, but the deal is, when you put it in the mash, mm-hmm. you have to then use a yeast that thializes. I don't even know what that word means. Like it's scientific. Sounds made up. Sounds made up. It's well, something. I'm drinking my non-thialized beer. Like a yeah, yeah, you beer. poor pleb. <laughs> oh yeah, I was gonna pour it. This glass, by the way, I can already tell you looks pretty horrific. Oh, um, we got Alchemist claims their beer is better from the can. This is contrary to my understanding. I turned it both ways and definitely prefer it from the glass. Who's okay. that? <laughs> Crazy Canuck eighty two. Nice insight. Well, yeah, I think that's kind of tongue in cheek, but yeah, that's been that's. I'm assuming we're talking about Hetty Topper because Hetty Topper famously says, "Drink from the can." Drink from the can. You uh, know what? Secret. Here's the secret I've learned over ten years: do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> you drink the beer how you like it. Yeah, if it Although, makes you I feel say, good. I was uh, aggressively opposed to glassware making any sort of difference, and sort of drank out of mason jars to be, you know, to, yeah. to say fuck you to convince. Poke a finger in the eye. I wrote a story for the Global Mail to test if it was true. And I will say side by side, if you have the right beer glass, significant actual difference. So were you at the, the Sam Adams thing with um, what's his name? Jim, what's his last name? Coke. Yeah, thank you. I wanted to say Brickman. I'm like, no, that's Brick. Um, I think it was the first one. Oh, we have some file information here. Uh, oh, something to do with sulfur bonds seems believable. Um, oh, you've got some nerds listening. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, they're yours, by the way. I don't get these <laughs> comments on my podcast. <laughs> they're your nerds. I have nerds. Uh, That's amazing. But we, there was, I think it was the first, I think it was the second year they released Utopias at the LCBO. And the first year, it was just like they brought in a flat of it or like a skit of it did the lottery and sold it. And it was like such a huge deal because Josh blew it up that the Mm -hmm. next year they sent Jim up to like actually do some media work with it. And so we went to the Summerhill LCBO and we were in the private tasting room, which is actually, that is now today the douchiest thing I've said. So apologies for that. Um, But uh but it was funny because there was like two long tables and one of them was all PR people and the other was all like total filthy beer nerds. Right. And, uh, and because I was late, the only seat that was available was right at the front of the nerd table. So I was like, like maybe a meter from Jim. You could have touched denim. Uh, yeah. And I did. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that you knew that he called it denim. That's interesting. I thought that what was just mean? a private, I thought that was just a private thing between oh, lovers. A little, little denim, little denim. But, but then it was funny because they have those, uh, their, uh, Riedel, um, crystal yep. glasses and they they look like a whiskey glass, like one of those really douchey whiskey glasses and uh so he was talking about and he was all proud of it and he's talking about they did all this r&d and blah 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 blah. and i guess i kind of rolled my eyes anyway he caught me pulling a face and he's like i know he's like it sounds made up and i was like yeah 
like I, I'm not saying glassware doesn't count, but you're kind of because eh. what it was was he specifically said. So the deal you can see on this tulip, you know, this is roughly the widest point. Mm -hmm. And uh, sorry, depending on which camera you're looking at, I was looking at my phone there. Um, and he said the, the deal is you you want one serving in this glass. The design needed to be such that one serving landed with the the top at the widest point in the uh in the glass so you get the maximum uh surface area to focus at the top you know to get the smell and uh in my i'm like okay so far so good but he'd also talked about how then that also had to be a certain distance away from the top because when you stick your nose over it you want the glass to control how far away from the surface of the beer your nose is and i was okay. like I think that's when I kind of rolled my eyes. So he said, uh, he said, let me show you. So he took two of the glasses and he set them in front of me and he, he, he just randomly grabbed, cause they had one of those, you know, displays of like eight bottles, which mm -hmm. are clearly for display purposes only. Like somebody has already bought those bottles. Yeah. Yeah. And he just grabbed one and opened it and started pouring it. <laughs> and like, you could see the LCD. Um, He's like, but, I'm a billionaire. Kiss yeah, my ass. Don't worry. <laughs> I've got more in my suitcase, but he poured me one at the right level. And then he poured one where like the beer was like up to here. And he said, smell them both. And I went, fuck, you're right. <laughs> this one yeah. is way better. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's something about like the readout ones. They're the one, I think those are the ones I wrote the story on. But a lot of the science is like you know it it makes a shape to point it at your nose. I'd never heard the distance from the edge of the glass, but I guess that makes sense. The thinness of the glass, which is contrary to popular, you, you what you think anyway. You think that a thicker glass would keep it colder, but the thinner glass actually keeps it colder. And the one that was like the one that's like I don't know, but like making it turbulent with the IPA glass. Yeah, yeah. Like I nearly was drinking I, I, this out I, I, of the. Do you I call use it the that sex glass? bong? It yeah, sex sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I say it looks like a sex bong, so it looks <laughs> yeah. like a bong that's ribbed sex for your bong. pleasure. Someone's gonna get a UTI sex bong. <laughs> I have a much a UTI in their mouth somehow. Weirdly, <laughs> I have a much more embarrassing utopia story. Uh, I'm familiar with it, but I would love it if you would tell okay. it again. <laughs> Yeah, so it was a similar situation. They were doing a big PR push in Toronto and they had taken over a restaurant uh, or they were part of a PR thing for this restaurant. Anyway, there was a table of just like some beer nerds, some restaurant nerds, photographers, blogger types, et cetera. And we had this dinner and everything was obviously paid for. Uh, it was it was called Maddie's. Maddie Seafood, whatever yeah, that's. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. I was going to say it was the lobster guy, right? Yeah, the lobster guy. I've got the yeah, cookbook yeah, in my kitchen right cookbook. now. <laughs> yes. There's a partnership with Sam Adams of some sort. Anyway, I was drinking heavily and uh, there was a prize pack to be won. And there was a bunch of like, I don't know, fucking lobster stuff. And then a bottle of Utopias. And I was like, I, I have to win that. I, I mean, these guys don't even drink beer. They're not beer people. So I became convinced that I had to win this thing. I didn't win it. <laughs> so on my way out the door, I was like bitter and it was just sitting there. And I turned around and jokingly was like, I'm taking, and then no one was looking. I'm like, I really am taking this. And I turned around and walked out the door with it thinking like, no one's going to care. Instantly tripped. <laughs> that, this is the best the part of the story. Yeah. I shattered the bottle just outside the restaurant. This bottle of Utopias and instantly sobered up and was like, 
what the fuck? What am I thinking? Why did I take that? They're obviously going to know I took it. It's broken right outside the restaurant. Yeah. And I just booked it home. I've just, well, didn't you, I, if I recall, you were with a buddy or something, right? And you were like, we're going, just go, just go, yes, just go. Because <laughs> when, when I used to write for blog to or whatever, I would always find like someone to be my photographer. And it was usually right. someone who just could use a free meal. And yeah. so I brought a buddy who had a camera and I'm like, you're my photographer today. And he was like, what are you doing? I'm like, get in the car. <laughs> <laughs> don't look back. Don't look back. <laughs> so obnoxious. That's it's amazing. Yeah. I, um, I remember when I heard that story and I was like, wow, I've done some, you know, kind of questionable things at beer events, but I never stole the, uh, the, the, the first place prize. That's great. It's fantastic. Top five for me. Yeah. That's pretty, yeah, pretty impressive. Um, do you still go to stuff like that? Like, I feel like back. I don't even get invited, man. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't, do they have them anymore? Are we just out of the loop or do they just stop doing them? That's a really good question. I don't know. Now the flip, and I should say, I don't want to try and make it sound like I'm some poor sad sack who doesn't get to do anything anymore. Right. That's me. That's where I come in. Right. Mm-hmm. But this, just this, what we're doing right now is an, it keeps me plugged in enough that like, for instance, uh, last year, the, I guess it was the world beer awards yep. was being judged at Amsterdam. Okay. Or it might've been Canadian. I can't remember. It was a pretty big contest anyway. And, uh, I got, I got, uh, rumors that, um, on, it was like a Tuesday night and I was on holiday this week, uh, particularly, uh, it was the week of my birthday, no less, um, that that Tuesday night after the judging was done, all of the judges were going to go down to left field and have pizza and beer. And then everyone was going to walk down to Godspeed and have more beer. Nice. And uh, I was like, cool, I'll just show up. And so I was able to walk into left field and be like, Mark and Mandy were there. And like, hey, Mark and Mandy. And right away, Mandy was like, oh, are you here for the beers? And I was like, yeah. She's like, oh, pizza's not here yet. And I'm like, that's cool. It's like, <laughs> what business do I have being here? <laughs> I just happened to know. And uh, but nobody even flinched. It was like, yeah, come on along. And then I remember I uh, so I had some pizza and beer at left field. And then uh, I think I ate a couple of edibles or I smoked a really big joint on the walk down to Godspeed, one or the other. But I got like super shut down. And I remember at one point I was sitting cross-legged on the, the platform by like in the in the brew house at Godspeed. So you, know, you go up the little ladder and I was just sitting cross-legged <laughs> among <laughs> Bim's brewing vessels, drinking a beer. And at some point, I don't even remember who, someone came up and was like, are you all right? And I was like, yeah, great. <laughs> Just having a little me time. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a nightmare. I mean, I, I, beer, uh, the beer writing crowd was maybe a little socially awkward so being a little high in that crowd would make me just be on my anxiety would be tripled <laughs> yeah yeah it was i think that's why i, I fled it's because i was yeah. in a crowd and i was just you know when you're just kind of doing this and you're like i can't be here right now this yeah. is not where i'm meant to be but the beer was really good so i didn't want to leave yeah that's a good go find a hiding place that's smart hey speaking of uh, mark murphy there he is hey buddy hey mark, mark murphy Look what I'm drinking. You drank, you've already had two left field beers on this. Like that's, and you've mentioned them. I'm starting to think this is a big sponsorship. I've already had three. (laughs) This wasn't my first ice cold. Uh, Yeah, no, nothing. It was just, I, uh, I was leaving rugby practice on, would you like indoor dome training on Saturdays? And there was this new guy, Irish Dave, bless his soul. And uh, it's, do you know where Railside is on Scarborough? Like DVP and Lawrence? It's no. like an industrial park, basically. Okay. 
And so I'm like driving out of this industrial park and there's poor Irish Dave hoofing it through. There's no sidewalks, right? Cause it's an industrial park mm-hmm. hoofing it through like snow along the edge of the road. So I was like, Oh, Hey, Irish Dave, do you want to ride? And he was like, well, I'm going to Leslieville. And I was like, Hey, that's amazing. That's not where I'm going, but I'm going to left field if we're going to Leslieville. And uh, he was like, oh, I'm just south of left field. I'm like, okay, perfect. That so sounds about right. Swung into left field, picked up some beers for the, the weekend. And, and then, yeah, I wasn't even planning on actually doing this one today, but when I had it at the weekend, I was very impressed. Thanks. So by the way, you haven't geeked out on yours, but I will tell you this. Now, this is not surprising because it's not a hazy, hazy boy, but like, you know, that's not orange juice, but it ain't clear. Yeah. But it is like pumping mango and guava, like shockingly mango and guava. And I, I did actually, I tend not to read too much into it because, but I'm not really reviewing this, but so they mash in cascade and then in the whirlpool, they put in centennial cryo, which of course is another one of those technological things I don't, you better get this right. Murphy's watching. He's well, I'm reading it off the label. So if I get it wrong, it means Mandy got it wrong. Uh, then they dry hop with Nelson, Cryo Pop, and El Dorado. Now, obviously, Nelson, you kind of get a little bit more of that white winey thing going on, but mm-hmm. uh, the El Dorado, you know, pretty lemony. But what I get off this is like guava and mango, like jacked. It sounds delightful. It's pretty good. I'm not going to lie. It's this is good. just exactly what I would want from uh, a 6.6% stout i'm that's all i'm gonna say that's it i did i was assuming it was like a dry stout that's a that's a no it's nice it's chewy and sweet and wonderful these guys are cool they're um all organic and always have been uh all um employee owned and always have been they used to be called london brewing co-op but they've dropped the word co-op oh yeah Uh, i remember hearing about that yeah it's a good spot honestly it's just not on people's radar i mean outside of what outside of Toronto do you even know about, Chris? Let's be honest. But I mean, oh, I know a lot about outside of Toronto. <laughs> I can list at least five breweries that are outside right. of Toronto. <laughs> right. No, but this is this is so. This is part of the reason for my my podcast. I want to do. I want. There's London breweries I haven't even had on my podcast, and that seems like a big mistake because I can walk to most of them. So yeah. these guys are going to be on the show uh, this this season. And uh, anyway, I'm not trying to plug my show. It just came up. But I, I, I should point out, you should be plugging your show. I mean, I'm happy to have you and all of your dorky guests, but also <laughs> ostensibly the I reason think I why Mark. I think I brought Mark. <laughs> yeah mark's never joined in when it's just me (laughs) although i don't maybe there's like some ptsd because like for two and a half years every monday night me and his wife had a date on on online the crazy canuck thinks this is an ask me anything he's got more are westies due for a resurgence yes (laughs) unless you mean west mall in which case it never went away (laughs) does he mean west letter in 12 no, I think he means West Coast IPS. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think for sure. I'm so over East Coast. I was never under East Coast, so. That's a weird way of thinking about it. I love an East Coast, but I do love, you know what I'm finding? This is what I find. A bad East Coast is generally bad because either really, really poor execution or they just cheap out on hops and you can't do that. Like. Mm-hmm. The whole point of a New England style IPA is like hoppity, hoppity, hop. You got to get it in while you're still in primary fermentation, get biotransformation. You've got to dry hop it probably twice. Like it, the beer should be insanely hopped, but not with a lot of bitterness. It's all aromatics, right? You're See, that's the part I like about IPAs. I feel like we're like, like 
babyfied IPAs to make New England IPAs. Like the bitter is there for balance. You yeah. Strip it away. You just have this fucking can of juice. I don't know. I kind of like the can of juice, but I agree with you. Like the thing that I loved about IPAs was like aggressively bitter. But yes. the flip to that is I have more tolerance. If it's a bad, bad New England IPA, just like it won't bother. But like a mediocre East Coast or New England style IPA, I have way more tolerance for than a mediocre West Coast. Because I find like when you when you screw up a West Coast, it it becomes undrinkable very quickly. Mm. I find so, there's just like five billion mediocre West, like because everyone was trying to make one for a long time. Yeah, like there's a there's a certain flavor. I mean, I guess it's the Ontario Pale Ale all over again. But there's a certain kind of like pale or a certain kind of IPA that when I drink it, I'm like, it's 2013 in a glass. They all used to taste like this, and I'm that it was it had its time. But I mean, we've moved on. Yeah, I guess it kind of depends. I still really get down to like Lone Pine from Sawdust. Yeah, I mean, Lone Pine is awesome. <laughs> but Lone Pine was like a, a, a standard bearer for the West yeah, Coast IPA in Ontario. caramel vibes that we don't, yeah, we kind of have done away with. But some, yeah, I guess you're right. It's just that crystal malt fucking, I don't know, caramel colored. There was a million of them, but Lone Pine is a beast. It's, it's still good. Lone Pine, incidentally, a beer that I regularly drink from the can. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why. I just always have. I've been like, you know what it actually was? Was one time I think I said, uh, it might have even been like on a podcast or it might have been on social media somewhere, made some reference to the fact that I'm like, I just drink these out of the can. Like, I don't get geeky about it. And Sam either texted me or commented or whatever and was like, fully approved, fastest way to get into your suck hole. And I was like, (laughs) it sounds like Sam. That's one way of putting it. Uh, I will say I'm pretty good about pouring beer into a glass for the most part. I mean, you were crushing ice cold beer from left field. That's I think that's meant to be drank from a can. So there's some exceptions for sure. Yeah. But for the most part, even like Pilsners and what we would call like crushy crispy boys. I love them in a glass. I like, anyway, my last Godspeed order. I got one of the, uh, the dimpled mugs like that. I always think of them as like a British style, but apparently like popular in Czech too. Yeah. Um, I got one of those and it's so funny, right? Because it's like everything you just opposite described in glassware, right? It's like thick and chunky. The, the rim. So like, this is like a Spiegel out tulip and it's like, they laser cut the rim so that it's as like sharp and thin as humanly possible. That's like, if you were to pour it, it would like curl around with surface tension and like drop off the belly of the glass (laughs) because the rim is just rounded. Like, but there's just something nice about that. I enjoy my uh, Nonic style glasses from Ikea more than all my fancy glasses, to be honest. Nonic glasses and I have had, um, we've had our ups and downs, let's say. Okay. Yeah. You want to get into it or is it too too traumatic? No, just sometimes I like them and sometimes I don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think right now my I'm warming to them because I haven't had one in like at least two years. I probably broke the last one I had and... I don't buy glassware much. I trust you're probably in the same sort of boat. Although you said those are Ikea, so maybe. I don't know where they came from, actually. They're just here. They say Ikea on the bottom. Sometimes. Oh, fair. But all my branded glassware has gone out the door. And like, there's, a, there's a guy, I used to be on the board of directors for my kid's daycare. <laughs> and he was on the daycare too. And he was like, you know, he read my blog and stuff. And he was like, always emailing. One, you probably have these guys that email you like, I'm drinking this right now. I'm drinking this right now. Cause you're the beer guy. Yeah. Anyway, I, I was like, I have a box of glassware. He's like, I'll be there in five minutes. Like <laughs> he just took it all. And I'm like, I, I can't have branded glassware anymore. Like once every year or two, 
it would just fill up a cupboard and I would put it in a box and give it away. And so I've just, I've, I don't have any more in the house. My I kids, think there might be like a shaker. I think I have a Bellwood oh. shaker because there was a Bellwood shaker pint at one point, And I think that's awesome. <laughs> that's so disappointing. Uh, <laughs> if there's a glass I hate, it's a shaker. Of course, it's the worst glass, but this is like Bellwood's made it branded shaker. It's brilliant. Now that said, we have, I I was at, I, I like a Value Village uh, trip from time to time. I don't know mm-hmm. how you feel about the tell, Value Village. I can tell by looking at you. Yeah, it's no, but it's like (laughs) I'm telegraphing it. I'm telling you, but uh, I was in, and my wife had asked me to get um, like a a a two cup measuring cup because our daughter has this, uh, you know, these cool mist things, and you can put like essential oil in it, and it like oh yeah yeah right, and uh, she she puts it on when she sleeps, so she puts a little lavender oil in to you know. Mm -hmm send her off to dreamland as it were and uh but she'd she'd it's kind of cute because she doesn't play by the rules very often but with this it was specific that you had to put in two cups of water and Mm -hmm. so she was using a measuring cup from the kitchen and it just ended up living next to the coal mist thing in her bedroom and often would smell and or taste of lavender uh and so my wife was like "We, we need something committed to this purpose so when you're at value village get a a measuring cup and i said okay fair (laughs) i can do that uh and so i found one i was very proud of myself it was two bucks it's fantastic pyrex you know high quality stuff that (laughs) but on the same shelf there was these four glasses like a set and they're i mean technically they're shaker style they're probably a little they're not quite flared enough to be a proper shaker but they're they're a shaker class mm-hmm. uh and they're they're 330 mil so like not a full pint but what's key is the glass is very vibrantly green fading to blue and mm. it's not a coating it's the glass itself is colored glass and uh and they're beautiful and uh you know if you if you're making a cocktail and you don't care about seeing the actual you know like the color of the bourbon or whatever uh they make a really nice cocktail glass like a dark and stormy and it's really nice because it's got that nice weight to it but i would hate drinking a beer out of them because i hate shake they're too i don't know they're clunky and i I don't know i don't like them no they're heavy as hell they're yeah but it's kind of ironic i like i like them for irony like drinking out of a mason jar yeah exactly exactly yeah. i've i've collect i've got some vintage cocktail like with the gold rim and like some oh, yeah. ornate like glass blowing on the outside and stuff like that like very madman i'd probably i don't think value village i'm not sure where there's like an antique place here in london that's got random stuff like that one time we were actually uh, eric and i had been down in niagara i think it was like an anniversary thing and we were coming back and we stopped in at dylan's the distillery mm-hmm and uh, we were like checking out some bitters because I really like bitters because again, telegraphing that. And uh, bitters are great. You don't have to have a beard to like bitters. <laughs> yeah, but when you're getting like black walnut bitters and like, <laughs> you know, I don't know, Afghan cinnamon bitters. I didn't even know it came yeah, from Afghanistan. That's too much. That's yeah. too much. Uh, but <laughs> but so we we're doing like some bitters tasting and sniffing and then. Uh, they were making, you know, making us some little cocktails and like, oh, I'm going to buy some gin. I'm going to get a bit of this, bit of that, whatever. And this woman came in 
And they were like, I can't remember her name, but let's go with Suzanne. Everyone's like, oh, Suzanne's here. Oh, everyone's happy, right? And uh, we're like, oh, Suzanne, you know, I don't know who this woman is. And uh, she's carrying this big box, like a big cardboard box, and it's clanking, right? Clang, clang, clang. She like sets it down on the bar. Clang, and it turns out, like, I don't even know if she actually worked for them or if she was like related to somebody there or if she's just a, an adherent or whatever. But she would go like antiquing and buy them exactly what you're describing, like antique cocktail glassware. Sweet. Just cool, funky, interesting. And so like literally took this like coupe style glass out, washed it, like shook some sort of a cocktail and poured it into it and like gave it to me. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, yeah, that's super cool. And they, and then she showed like, they have this like rack and it's just nothing matches, right? They might have at most like two of one of them, but they're all just these different cool, like cut glass or like, yeah, like intricate, intricately blown. It was very cool. I thought, man, that's a smart idea for a cocktail bar, but, uh, I don't know. Is there a cocktail bar? Is there a cocktail bar at Dylan's? I've never been there. Do they actually serve up? Oh, okay. I guess it makes sense. Why wouldn't you? But yeah, and I think it's it's a bit weird. Like you can you can sample or you can order a cocktail. Mm. Like and there's like like so sampling they'll just give it to you in like a little you know little shot or whatever. But then yep. yeah, they'll make you like a cocktail. I think within I don't think you can just walk in and say I want a pink lady. But uh, you know, I've only uh, I've I'm trying to think of Ontario distillers I've been to. I went to. They're not even around anymore. Neither of them. I went to the Toronto Distilling Company when it was next to Junction Craft, which was now People's Pint, which is now gone. Holy yeah. shit, we're old. But there was a there was a craft distillery in that one next door to them. And then there was a there was a distillery called Sixty Six Gilead, which is their address that is now Bloomfield Spirits in uh, in the county. But neither of them had cocktails. And I'm going to confess something. I don't love any craft spirits yet like <laughs> i've tried very hard uh, have you tried like, the great lakes gin i haven't so, so nor have i <laughs> maybe there's hope but like people buy me craft gins and i'm like i want to be i want to but i'm like i really like you know bombay sapphire hendrix like if i'm making a cocktail they kind of know what they're doing I, i'm and i'm i'm gonna be shunned by the craft distilling community now but like you can't beat whiskeys and bourbons from companies that have been around a long time there's no new stuff that compares and even like i really really wanted to like the toronto distilling company because those guys were awesome and they were fighting a lot of battles with the lcbo and like intentionally fighting these battles so that others yeah. can, you know benefit blazing a path but like it's fucking moonshine like i still have a bottle <laughs> strip my fucking enamel off my teeth <laughs> well the worst for that was did you ever have the the mill street stuff from the i still have a bottle of beer schnapps in my freezer that i drank with joel manning and he was so excited about it i was like mm-hmm. and it was <gasps> garbage oh my like, god you bad. could put that stuff in your snowblower like <laughs> yeah i remember yeah. i i was at an event at, at the the i was gonna say brewery the distillery whatever in the distillery yeah. district yeah and and this was like way back at the beginning like it was like their first run and uh but it was so I, I'm not going to name names here because these are people who are still heavily involved in the scene. But I was bellied up to the bar with two or three other beer writers. Yeah. And uh, now, hey, for one, tastes vary. And some people like some things that I don't like. <laughs> and I can I can live with that. Yeah. And two, 
just because you write about beer does not necessarily mean that you have a lot of experience with spirits. Very true. That there, I mean, it makes sense if you do, but there's no requirement. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm fine with that. So I'm fine. So I'm there with these people. And uh, it wasn't Joel. It was one of the brewers at the time. And, and so they obviously have nothing to do with this. I mean, I guess maybe they make the wash, but like, they're not distilling and it's being distilled by a distiller. But anyway, yeah. they're like, Oh, here, let me. and they had like three different ones, I think. Yeah, there was a tank house one. There was a raspberry one or something. Yeah, that sounds familiar. And I think the tank house one was the primary one. Yeah. Yeah. And so they gave us all three of them. And it was like the first one I was like, that's undrinkable. Uh, Like in the sense that this is not something I ever want to put in my mouth again. Right. And then the second one, I was like, this is okay. And I think it was the raspberry one, but it just tasted like, you remember like sourpuss Mm -hmm. when you were in like high school? Awful. And, uh, but I mean, strictly speaking, inoffensive. But then the last one, which I think was the Tankos one. And I mean, again, I'm, I'm, I'm by no standards a distillery expert, but I know enough that I tasted it. And I went, did you guys leave the heads and tails in this? And the, the brewer didn't know what I was talking about. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, right. well, when you run a still, you can't collect everything you can only collect the heart like you got to leave out the beginning and the end and like how much is kind of up to the distiller but this tastes like nail polish remover this tastes exactly like what i would exactly <laughs> what i was gonna say nail polish remover yes. yeah and they were like but what was funny is the other people before i was saying this were like oh this is interesting it's delicious yeah. oh, no, no. and i'm like stop sucking people's dick this right. is garbage no. it's like, like the emperor's clothes right like yeah, oh yeah. this person said it was good it must be good exactly and, was- well, and they're paying for me to be here so <laughs> yeah there was i had a similar experience except it was just me i think you joel was doing like because joel's really enthusiastic about it joel's totally really enthusiastic guy and his enthusiasm yeah. was very uh contagious but i couldn't i just i was i it was even like in the room i'm like i don't know man like i'm really trying to be there with you but i just it's not happening and i went home with two bottles and i i had them for i probably still have one like i must that must have been over 10 years ago and i, I would be like like when someone was at my house like what do you have that's interesting like, you're gonna love this and they'd pour them like an ice cold shot of fucking out of rocket fuel and they're just like what the fuck is this like yeah. oh it's you real connoisseurs drink puts hair on your chest <laughs> it sure does whether you wanted it or not yeah we actually and, go ahead i don't know what i don't know what happened to that i honestly i i went i thought of that the other day and i went looking like whatever happened to distilling at mill street and maybe i just don't follow mill street anymore but like there's nothing online i don't know if they're still distilling but like when they started it was the first time they were doing spirits in the distillery district in yeah. 70 years like yeah. it's called the distillery and like there's nothing being distilled until mill street and then i don't know what they had this beautiful uh system is it just gone i don't know but that was pre-buyout right yeah yeah i, I, I so don't i'm wondering if maybe i just took it down yeah they went no we're not we, interested we don't in do this yeah sell that someone's off gonna, someone's gonna go fucking blind this is a liability <laughs> get this shit out of here well, but so there is another distillery in the distillery now it's like toronto something or other. it's right next the only reason why i know <laughs> i don't go to the distillery that often but it's right, right next to john flubog shoes and i just had a pair of shoes of mine resold so i had to take them down there and then go back to pick them up and both times i was like oh there's a distillery it's closed but it's, it's right there it's <laughs> yeah i've yet i mean if someone is in listening of our five listeners here or anyone Currently. that knows of a craft distillery that's making good stuff that i should check out i'm open but i i just nothing oh spirit, spirit of, of york. york yeah now and so you're including dylan's in this you're not a fan 
don't worry they're not a sponsor or anything i don't care no i know i and i like i think i have the i have their um their bitters they do make good bitters someone bought mm. me their whatever their they bitters just, are excellent the thing they distill from grapes it's called like you know 79 or something like that i don't know someone bought it for me and i tried to like it i have the vermouth again don't <laughs> someone from dylan's is, uh, dylan's is never going to sponsor the podcast i guess no but i mean it's, I it's not called spirits and something shit it's <laughs> in dog shit yeah, yeah. um yeah, no, I have the vermouth here too, but I always end up buying, you know, more established, I guess, big vermouths. But Do you like, mean a dry vermouth or a sweet vermouth? A sweet vermouth. I, so I, I actually, I, I really dug their sweet vermouth. It's but, okay. It yeah. is probably the one I like the most of the things I've had of theirs. But and the flip to that though is it's spendy, and it's yeah. not it's not twice as good as you know whatever Italian brand you can get for like eight bucks or whatever. Right. Yeah. Which is, that's a little problematic. Um, what about, how do you feel about Georgian Bay gin? You had that? Um, I think I have, and I, I don't rec- I think there's, a, there's some in my liquor cabinet right now, which maybe doesn't bode well for it, but I think it's okay. I it's pretty solid. The, my Par- thing that I always, yeah, I was going to say paradigm just popped yeah. up too. Um, I've never heard of that or spirit of York. So there you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's how plugged in I am. Um, Georgian Bay what I would caution and, and same actually to some extent with Dylan's Dylan's kind of like stock uh, gin. Mm-hmm. This doesn't necessarily apply to, but like they do like the, they call it like the 22 cut or something, gin, And they have like the, the, I don't know. You said 77 cut, which isn't the one I'm thinking of, but like they have all these weird names for different shit. I made up a number. I'd... Yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally inventing here too, but uh, with the non-standard Dylan's ones and with Georgian Bay, where they kind of excel is not in a gin and tonic. Like they're okay. fine there. Yeah. But you really actually want to be using them in a more like gin forward cocktail. I mean, mm-hmm. like, a, like a gin martini for instance, but then Oh, by the way, Spirit of York is the company in the distillery district. Cool. And Paradigms here in London, by the way. Oh, I very cool. I've never been. I, should, I don't leave the house much anymore, apparently. Relatable. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so like if you're making like, or like a gimlet or something, because then you're drinking it because you actually care about that gin. It's a little yeah. bit like when you make an old fashioned, you don't really want to make it with like, just like wild turkey. Like you want a more interesting bourbon. Right. Um, but if you're making you know, I don't know, a, like a, a whiskey soda or something. It doesn't really matter at that point. Yeah. Well, my first, my, uh, my first alcohol love sounds like something an alcoholic would say was martinis. And I still like, I love it. My, if I had to only drink one alcoholic drink for the rest of my life, it would be a dry gin martini with an olive. And so like, if you are, I need dry gin, like I can't, I can't have any weird, like, you know, hibiscus or any sort right. of, I don't want those notes in there. I just want fucking ice cold gin flavor. And maybe it's because I've always had Bombay Sapphire or something like that, but like, that's what a martini is supposed to taste like to me. And I guess I'm being sacrilegious, but I think I'm going to go make one after this podcast. I just talked myself into it. I've had a really rocky relationship with um, Bombay Sapphire because I have a buddy who uh, lives in California now. Actually, this is how, just, just in case I hadn't clearly shown just how much of a hipster I am, he actually is living the van life. Uh, Whoa. I know. He has a beautiful, uh, uh, what's the Dodge, you know, the big, 
uh it's the mercedes-benz sprinter and they call it something else when it's a dodge but anyway i was uh, gonna say dodge caravan but we're not on the same page <laughs> no much bigger than that and uh he's got like the deck on top and the solar panels and all okay that. And, he's, and he's got a dog you know living his best life i bet frequently he smells, he smells terrific well, I think he smells like the ocean a lot of the time because he tends to be. That's not a good smell, man. The, the picture of his feet out of the back of the van looking out over like Hatteras or something. Anyway, nice. uh, Jeff's probably not listening to this, but if you are, hey, Jeff. Um, where was I going? <laughs> oh, when he lived in Toronto, he threw a Thai bucket party, which is like a thing that apparently you experience when you go and try and re- relive the beach, the movie, the Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Oh, that's a thing? Yeah, and so they they have these parties, and the deal is... You have you to bring... fight drug dealers, and <laughs> when someone's sick and dying, you put them in a tent away from your... That's right. And don't let them infect everybody else. <laughs> yeah. No, it was just his yelling. It was just they couldn't live with his yelling. That's anyway. right. No, uh, what you do is you bring to the beach a bottle of spirits and a bottle of mixer. Okay. And then when you get there, they give you like a child sandbox plastic bucket, you know, like Mm -hmm. it probably holds like two liters and it's like full of ice. And then you pour some of your mixer in and some of your spirits in, and then you drink it and you got like straws. And then I drink a bit of yours and you drink a bit of mine and I pour a bit of my mixer in yours and you pour a bit of spirit and you, everyone's kind of doing that, you know? And that's where COVID started. And that (laughs) at some point, somebody put a bat in one of them. uh, Bat blood as a mix (laughs) fucked us all. (laughs) No, that was the spirit. Um, But uh, so he threw a bucket party at his Mm. condo and I went to it and I took uh, what would be bigger than a Mickey. What's in between a Mickey and a 20, you know, the little square Sapphire bottle. I think it's probably just a 26 or a Mickey. No, I feel like it was in between. Anyway, I can't really. Uh, please take note i can't really remember and uh all i know is there was no gin left when i left but i took i went to a convenience store that had a lot of those off-brand c plus flavors and they had like a pineapple c plus mm. and so i was fixing pineapple c plus and bombay sapphire and i got obscenely drunk and then on the way home the streetcar that i was on have you ever been on a streetcar when they've dropped the emergency brake no so it's like a mechanical thing. I don't even know if the new ones have it, but the older ones did. If you ever saw like graded marks into the concrete between the, the tracks, it's because it's just this giant heavy, like, I don't know, steel thing, a plate that drops down and it's like an anchor. So that mm. the whole streetcar just like <laughs> stops. And this kid, this is at like 1130 at night. This like six-year-old kid comes flying out from between parked cars on one of those little razor scooters. Mm -hmm. The streetcar guy saw it coming, dropped the, uh, the emergency brake kid shoots in front of us. I was right by the front of the streetcar. I I think end well, this better end well. I think I'd position myself near the door in case I had to make a hasty exit to puke. Mm. Kid flies across, everything stops. I regain my footing just in time to see him get fucking smoked by a taxi cab on the other side of the road and uh a kid was dead 100 dead are you serious without a doubt dude the the taxi didn't even touch his brakes like he had to be going 40 when he hit the kid and uh, this is horrendous why are you telling this story (laughs) so then i go home and i remember i walked in the door and erica looked up at me and was like what's up babe and i just 
burst out t- crying, like just oh, sobbing. God, of like, course. I just yes. saw a kid die. And, and you so, blame the gin? Dude. No, I'm saying that trauma. I'm saying that ever trauma. since then, I've had a rocky relationship with the gin Holy because shit, I guess so. You know, some negative memories there. Fuck, I was gonna talk about <laughs> drinking spiced rum at a high school dance, and you're like, I watched a kid die. Fuck, man. That you know, I, I didn't have the guts to look it up. So it is possible he made it. He actually went on. That was John. <laughs> that was John Tory. That's the story. He grew up to be the mayor of Toronto. I'm not that old. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> yeah, everyone has that. I mean, I was gonna say everyone has that one thing they can't drink anymore, but that's an interesting association you have with gin. Yeah, I but still love gin. I just Bombay. Ugh. For me, it's spiced rum. I can't touch rum anymore because like literally any sort. I just the if I can taste the rum in a drink, I'm out because in really? grade eleven. Actually, Chris, my friend Chris, who's the co-host of my co-host, podcast. And we should talk about this. He's still the co-host. He's back more than ever. He was only occasionally back last year. and He was uh, a little touch and go, I remember. Yeah, I've got him committed. He's, he's accepted all the invites this year. So hopefully well, there we go. There he's we in go. for real. But we split a 26er of uh, Captain Morgan Spiced Rum before a high school dance to the point where, like, you know you shouldn't be drinking it because, like, we had to get to school and so we're plugging our nose, literally drinking it straight. And it's right. like, well, this is such a bad idea. Disgusting night. I, I left, you know, in the middle of this high school dance and, and just vomited everywhere and went back. And, you know, it was one of those puke and rallies and I was okay. Yeah. And then when we all left, we all assumed, like we split up. And I assumed Chris was with another friend. The other friend assumed Chris was with me. What actually happened is, I love that I'm telling this story about Chris for him. What actually happened is mid-dance, he went into the to the boys' washroom to vomit, but he sat, he opted to sit on the toilet and throw up beside the toilet. <laughs> so he's sitting there vomiting beside the toilet and passes out. And an hour after the dance is over, for some reason, our principal is still at school and finds him. <laughs> wow. So he's, he's just in there an hour after the dance is over. He's like, you got to get out of here. He's like, I got to go get my friends. He's like, the dance has been over for an hour and you're suspended. <laughs> so I've never Yikes. been able to, I don't know if he can still drink rum, but because of that night, I can't. Hmm. I love anyway, it. And, and no stormy. children died in my fucking story. Cause I'm not <laughs> that you know of. Oh God. No, children uh, got children got blind drunk in my story. Yeah. <laughs> Set you on the path to not drinking much rum. I'm going to open a second beer. I'm keeping an eye on the time because it is now okay. 920. And I know we yep. both have children. You have a very small one. But uh, yeah, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> oh, wait, you're thanking me for being the time. I thought you were thanking me for the younger child. Um, I don't know what I'm thanking you for. I just wish I had another beer handy. Oh, well, look what I got. I was going to get another left field, but I thought you would cry bloody murder. This is Hillary Goes to the Moon. It's a dry hopped lager from our friends at Sada City. I was going to say that sounds like a Sada City name for a beer. Indicates that I was in Muskoka last weekend. Like, not the one that just went past, but the one before that. Nice. Yeah. And actually, I went up on a Friday because I took the day off, which meant I always go up. And I text Sam and I go, hey, Sam, are you going to be at the beer factory tomorrow? Like, actually, that's literally exactly what I say every time. Mm -hmm. And uh, he always goes, no, I'm going to be home with my family. And I'm like, "Ah, I thought I'd check. And uh, he never is there. But then because it was Friday, I said, hey, are you going to be there? He said, I'll be there. Come on by. So we hung out for a couple minutes, but they were running the canning line. So I couldn't take too much of his time. I haven't been up. I haven't been up there since it was being renovated, which must be many, many years now. But I remember the part that is now a 
event space actually still had a car in it because it was the old garage from Canadian Tire. Like that's how long ago it was. Oh yeah. So that wasn't even so much renovation as they were converting the space. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh no. There was like, it was, there was maybe like a chalk outline where the bar would be one day. Oh, oh yeah. I've been yeah. Since then that's not true. But I was going to say that was a long time I've ago. Been since, I was there then once since then. I just love that originally in their, in their planning, so they were contracting mainly out of Black Oak. And I th- yep. think later to a lesser extent somewhere else because they needed capacity. Yep. But uh, but Be- the- before we all thought contract brewers were the devil. I like still, still don't feel that way. <laughs> there was a time when we all shit on them and we all totally. forget that everyone did it and most of them still do it. That's my funny. Like we're all like, they're, they don't have enough skin in the game. They're not real brewers. I'm like, oh, where do you brew your flagship beer with tons and tons of volume? Wow, we contract that out. Oh, okay. oh there you go. Yeah, yeah. So you contract brewer? You go and you see their brew house and you're like, now, yeah. <laughs> I'm not an expert, but that looks like, what are we working with there? 60 hex? Right. Yeah. How much I mean, beer I, can you produce in a month? <laughs> there are definitely contract brewers who are like, I get what you're going for. Like there's, they're just basically marketers with a can wrap and a, a plan and they pay someone to do the recipe. But like, to out and out shit on people because they don't own a brewery. Hopefully that's passe. Yeah, I think people will ask me about that um, still to this day. It, like, actually, I almost find it funny now when it comes up. And then I, 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 I come on all high and mighty. And I'm like, well, Sada City and Left Field are both contract breweries totally. for the first like five years of their operation. So mm-hmm. what do we do with that? Um, my thing is... <laughs> so the first the first kind of gate that you pass through if somebody says to me oh hey have you checked out this brewery uh, uh they're new and i go oh so that first gate is i'm like suspicion peaked and right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> new who's starting a brewery right now are you yeah, crazy what insane person thinks this is the, the right time the matter to... with you <laughs> yeah uh better get it now because you won't get it later um <laughs> yeah. but uh and then, so then i'm like oh okay cool where are they located oh i think they're and then they'll say someplace and you're like i know for a fact that not only is there not a brewery there but there can't be a brewery there you're it's an office tower there's no right. brewery at first canadian <laughs> place I'm right. not sure, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is one at the ACC, so or whatever we call it these days. But right. um, but so then you, so then you go, oh, it's a contract brewery. So then you're just you're just you kind of come at it at a different angle. And sometimes it's a perfectly fine beer. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's shit. But then sometimes there are people who've invested way more money and like put a lot more of their reputation on the line, uh, and it's a crappy beer. And then you kind of have to be like, yeah. so do they have any other beers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have they diversified at all? Or is this all the eggs right here? Well, that's, that's the debate, shame. right? Is it only the beer in the tin that matters? I don't know. Been yeah. asking that for 10 years. That's kind of the whole thing, right? Is there some sort of philosophical bet behind this whole thing? Or is it just the fucking taste? Well, and the thing too, though, to even kind of expand on that, and I realized I just told you we could, you know, make, make a move towards the door. And now I'm just like, let me introduce you to this guy. Um, but, uh, but like, so even going back to when we were talking about glassware, like drink what you like, how you like it. Right. And so, and like, Hey, let's, let's just 
point fingers and say, you know, people hate Ace Hill within the within the the core craft beer community. People have a major hate on for them because they're like, it's a what do they call it, lifestyle brand or whatever, right? Right. They're douchebags. Oh, sorry. Did I? Oh, say well, that? you know what's funny? I've actually never had any interaction with any of them. So nor, nor have I. But uh, I, I mean, they did like a Holt Run through fashion shoot. The vibe is just it's. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I, no, I get it. I well, interrupted you. <laughs> no, but the other thing actually, people. I sure. think aren't they the ones and they were all in the same fraternity? Like, oh, that's man, a little alarm bell to me, too. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh, hmm, yeah, okay. Maybe it's just because I'm jealous because I was never in a fraternity, but... <laughs> You're okay. That's I digress. Okay. <laughs> um, but, uh, but the thing is, if we genuinely profess... And I, 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 I'm not saying you say this about them. I don't say it openly about them. Like, I'm not out there calling them out. But at the same time, like, I do genuinely believe, well, people should drink what they like. And if that's what they like... Like, how does that impact me? The counter argument to that is like, oh, well, they're they're watering down the market. You know, they're they're preventing people from discovering really good beer. And it's like, yeah, but maybe those people don't want to discover really good beer. Maybe they like shitty beer. Like, that's just what they like to drink. Like most people like to drink shitty beer if you look at the statistics. So, I mean, that is one thing like I obviously I, I don't want to like toot my horn, but it's not even a toot. It's like lame, but like, that's kind of how I made my name. That's pretty aggressively. Like this is what craft is and fuck the beer store. But like you get a little older and you're like, it's kind of hard to be that fucking militant all the time. Like this tastes okay. Like there's Miller high life in my garage. Sometimes like <laughs> I've told I you, know, I, drink, like, I drink PBR after rugby practice, like most weeks through the summer to I'm the sure point now where yeah, I, I kind of like it. Like there are times <laughs> when I'm at the LCBO and I'm like, Oh, PBR. I haven't had one of those in a little while. I know it's just, it's hard to stay militant. I mean, maybe it's age, but I don't know. Like, it's also like, yeah, it's also hard to keep track of who's a fucking asshole and who's not like who's been canceled and who's a dickhead. Okay. This is kind of crazy. Bit of a tangent. A brewery (laughs) just closed new ritual. And I just saw. Yeah, I heard of them. I don't think I've had their beers. I, I had, they came and gone without me having a sip of their beer. Yeah. Someone shared an article on Reddit. And we're like, oh, this it's this guy. And the guy who's, oh my God, I hope he's not listening. He's going to kill me. But like he, he did time for helping his friend kill his brother as a teen. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like we cancel people for a lot. And like this guy literally did time for helping someone murder someone. I'm like, how did this never come up? Like, uh, but you don't Google every single person <laughs> related to every single brewery you go to anymore. Cause that was the argument. Like, I don't know what breweries are good anymore. Like who's a dickhead. Like, how do you keep track of it? Like the average consumer is not looking at like Instagram stories about sexual harassment. They just, mm-hmm. it's impossible to keep up with where the good so-called good people are. So maybe all that really matters is the taste of the beer. I don't know. Yeah. It's funny, right? Because I mean, there were a couple of, let's say there were a couple of familiar names that came up in the, uh, in the, the sexual harassment, sexual assault posts. Yeah. And like, I mean, to be fair, uh, I'm not even going to say it. I, I think that would be a little too far, but there's a brewery that I used to buy beers from that I just don't anymore. Cause I'm like, Oh, and it wasn't even one of the bad, bad stories. I was just like, you guys are just shitty. Like, yeah. Like, I don't even care what it tastes like now that I know. And, and okay, you know, uh, fragile white dudes will be like, well, maybe she's lying. Yeah, maybe she is. But let's assume right. that she's not. It's 
from a betting point of view, she's not lying. She's never right. lying if you're betting. It's better on it. to default them the other way. It's always <laughs> yeah. better to default the other way. Yeah. And, and I mean, this is a hard thing to quantify, but as insofar as we can quantify it numerically, she's never lying. So <laughs> right. yeah. it's fine. Um, but yeah, it's just like, oh no, you, you guys are terrible people. Like, I don't yes. want to support you anymore. I mean, the flip to that, and I will name names in this case, for I can't even remember now, years and years and years. Uh, I've been really down I, when I was quite a bit younger and, um, uh, you know, less self-aware of, of how marketing things sexually is actually pretty fucked up. And, yeah. and like, even how it had kind of messed with me personally, um, I, I wouldn't have cared at all. And like, you know, regularly did things like bought like naughty neighbor when it was a pretty, uh, horrible package, uh, uh, label, but, uh, but then kind of got out of that. And I wasn't like preaching at people like, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. But I was like, I just, I, I just, I'm not going to buy those. I don't mm-hmm. have to, there are plenty of other things I can buy. And so like naughty neighbor actually was one. Uh, and, and incidentally, finally, after like how long, eight, nine years, they did actually end up changing from one bad label to another bad label to a better label um <laughs> but but like um old flame which is uh of of you know uh, at the time was like a fairly up-and-coming brew sent me a bunch of, of beers yeah. and i said oh this packaging isn't very appropriate and literally like in an email to whoever pr person oh that that's like i hadn't tasted it, i hadn't said anything, i hadn't said whether or not i was doing anything with it I just said, oh, I just don't feel like this is very appropriate packaging. And uh, they're like, oh, can't you take a joke, man? <laughs> yeah. Actually, I can. <laughs> and I can yeah. dish them. But sure. this isn't a joke. <laughs> like, no. and, and also, that's your, that's your answer to a person who you have a somewhat personal relationship with? Like, we're emailing each other? Like, yeah. God help your customers, right? Yeah. Like, no, I've had similar. And I've seen uh, Old Flame is one of the people... I, they popped up like they make great beer i'm like they i'm not i'm not gonna try it like i don't think they, they might. ever really gave a fuck about that issue yeah and another one is farmer's daughter yeah uh whitewater i guess they've come around because i see people like oh whitewater this is a great beer like i won't name names but beer writers who are like been around a long time like whitewater's lager is awesome like okay and they've changed the label and everything but like i emailed them same deal i'm like you're you have a joke you have a beer called farmer's daughter's melons yeah, I'm like your 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 main like offshoot beer is a boob joke. Do you have any? Defense and there was for that? a picture to support it of a, of a cartoonish woman nipple silhouette with like man. yeah it's porno boobs. Brutal. Yeah, and the defense was like, like you said, it's just a boob joke. I'm like, no, it's no, just no, a I joke, man. Say, What's your problem? It's just a boob joke. I'm like, how can you justify a boob? So anyway, they may have come around, but I didn't like the response. That left a bad taste in my mouth. Maybe they're better now. Maybe the beer is great, but like. Yeah, I guess it's personal personal experience, but for me, there's some that I'm just like, fuck it. There's too many to try. And now, yeah. because I'm maybe because I'm in London and I don't have the plethora of you know choices, you know, randomly end up at left field after rugby or whatever. Right. But like, I can be at great breweries in nine minutes. They're good people. I know them personally, so that's that's who gets my dollar now. Like, I go to Anderson a lot. Yeah, London Brewing is Storm right State. The I hope Storm State is phenomenal. It's not. It's a little further for me. I oh yeah, because they're they're the like I mean further. It's like they're like West Side or something like that. They were like I grew up. I grew up in the neighborhood that they're in. <laughs> they're in right. South London. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Does that mean anyway. south of the river? Um, I don't. Wait, know do you have a river? I was making I was making a real London. Of course, joke, we have a river. Right? We have a Thames River. This is London, dude. Seriously? Yeah. And the they called it the Thames. Built on the forks of the Thames. 
I don't know if you know this about Canada, but the English just came here and named shit the same as they did over there. <laughs> it's like, this is going to be London. That'll be the Thames. Yeah. And let's make a brewery right there. Which was the one they had to rename during World War II? Because like, it was like, it wasn't Guelph, I think, was it? But it was like one of Kitchener, Cambridge. Kitchener oh, it was must Berlin. Be. Kitchener was New Berlin. Kitchener Ontario, was New Berlin. That's right. Ontario yeah. still has and a they town. Went, Ontario still has a town called Swastika. So we're not yeah. quite there yet. No, I did know that. Yeah. <laughs> Which, and then like Newfoundland's got dildo. That's way better. Why don't we rename Swastika dildo? Swastika dildo is a terrible name. No, no, rename swastika. <laughs> I, yeah. I know, I know. Yeah. So anyway, somebody makes a swastika dildo, and you can buy it online. Yeah, for sure. They were selling them on uh, January sixth outside the Capitol. <laughs> <laughs> buy yourself a swastika dildo. <laughs> you remember when those guys holed up in that uh, national parks office in like North Dakota, and everyone was like, that. you know, if these guys were brown or black, they would have just they would have bombed the building, like the 100%. building. Uh, a B fifty two from forty thousand feet would have yeah. just dropped a nuke on those guys. They just would have vaporized them. They anyway. let an armed militia take a government building Go for ahead, like boys. a month and a half. <laughs> yeah. But then what was funny, and, and just to show how insane it was, was they were still delivering mail to the facility <laughs> and so people learned that so they started shipping them dildos Amazing. so they were getting all these boxes full of dildos and they didn't know what to do with them they were like what are we gonna do with all these dildos that's funny that is charming send a militia a dildo <laughs> yeah that's the name of this episode people send will have to listen all dildo. the way to the end <laughs> have to listen yeah the they the better end. make it to here hey speaking <laughs> of the end hey uh so tell talk to me about your podcast it's coming back it's coming uh, back we how took, long uh, have you been laid off for like two years two years man yeah. you did I record during covid right yes well, yeah, that's okay. how long covid's been here but yes uh, for so for a, a while it felt like every episode turned into like tell us how COVID has ruined your life. And it was really a bummer. Like, you oh, have that's on. right. I do remember that. Yeah. Like, and they're you like, brewers on to talk yeah. about it. Like, what's going on? Like, well, things are really tough. Like, oh, not a lot right now. Again. To be honest with Here you. we go again. You're like, well, I won't keep you long. Don't worry. I've got nothing to do tomorrow. Yeah. You're shipped into retail. Okay. Yeah. No, but <laughs> the, the, the impetus for taking time off was that the, my son was being born. And so we actually, the last episode aired two days before he was born and he's two now. <laughs> so it's, been a minute there you go but uh i've i've kept uh you know it's been on the back burner i've pivoted all my social media just making memes to try to stay relevant but uh they're nice memes thanks man yeah. uh <laughs> they help me kill time on the toilet yeah. but uh <laughs> do you use memematic what's your meme app of choice no i use canva i just oh uh, yeah, yeah okay Fair i love point. canva it's great anyway yeah. uh part of it was like uh like what you're talking about a bit maybe, but like feeling less and less relevant and just needing an excuse to have these conversations again and get out there and start drinking beer. I went to, uh, not to plug London Brewing again, but I, I haven't been, a, I haven't been going there a lot, but I, I, they had a new beer. It was a Pilsner. I'm obviously obsessed with Pilsner. And so I was like, I'm going to go there on Saturday and grab some. And I walked in and it was just fucking packed. Like they were having a party. It was like beer Olympics. And I'm like, God damn, I missed this because this is one of those spots, you know, left field's kind of like this too, I'm sure, where they just have like a community of people around them and that's your hub. That's where you go. Totally. And so London Brewing, the vibe is totally that. And I was like, fuck, I missed this. So I'm going to have every London brewery possible. I think all of them, except Labatt's obviously on the show this season. Uh, I've had, I had some, I had some uh, early on the guys from beer lab, but I, I haven't talked to forked river, the OGs of craft beer first independent craft brewery in London since 
the early 90s when there was a brewery for like five years called the Glatt Brothers. It was just kind of like a, a flash in the pan. Hmm. I think I remember that name from like history. And there was 91, but it's not that old. But I yeah. was 11, so. Yeah, yeah. There was two There was two brewers. They were brothers, and they did like a jalapeno beer that was like so hot you couldn't finish it. That was kind of their claim to fame. One of the Glatt brothers passed away, so they shut it down. And then there was nothing until Forked River. So hmm. Forked River guys will be on the show. London I actually think show. where I heard about it was from Forked River. Probably. And that actually, just the way you just said that, I thought, oh, no, that rang a bell just now. That's, I think, where I heard that. Yeah. The remaining Glatt brothers showed up at Forked River when they opened their doors. So they were kind of, they thought that was, and they recognized them because they get their history. So that was yeah, kind of yeah. cool. But yeah, and uh, I'm going to have a guest uh, probably every show, knock on wood, and uh, hopefully I won't just be killing time with my buddy Chris like I did a bit in the first couple seasons, but yeah. As the last hour might demonstrate, I'm a big fan of the two people chatting kind of podcast format, but I also incidentally do appreciate a a guest because with one guy chatting, for one, they're shorter episodes, and for two, you kind of wonder, like... It's does this even do. matter yeah, <laughs> like, am i screaming into the void right now well i mean i i know and i've had to do a few solo episodes too and i i'm very aware how i skipped the first nine minutes of mark Marin when i when i tune in so i'm like am i just a guy talking about his cats in his garage right now like <laughs> half the time i don't know how much you actually listen to my podcast like start to finish most of them half of what i'm talking about is rugby like (laughs) i have noticed that yeah chris i will tell you i honestly mostly watch and listen to your podcast on instagram when i'm doom scrolling like after the kids go to bed yeah yeah well you frequently like kind of pop up and then disappear and then pop up and then yeah yeah back and forth sitting on the couch watching something tune into chris tune out tune in (laughs) still talking about rugby yeah right yeah back to more again back to more tiktok videos of women dancing (laughs) still rugby yeah still rugby still rugby yeah so anyway if we're, I feel like we're wrapping up. Are you, yeah, yeah, sort of. I had a few questions, though, if I may. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm not, I, I don't, I think everyone's probably asleep in my house. I've made it past the threshold. So oh, okay. This is me time, Chris. Three quarters of my house are still awake because our son now is old enough that he stays up later than us. Okay. Teenagers, man, stay away. Um, but no, I was going to say, I, I now I'm going on memory here. I have not made notes. So it's okay. Bear with me. I feel like you guys had started doing like two different flavors of episodes. Yeah. And I'm still going to do that because, okay. and that was, I, they, but they were in the same week, right? You were going, you were dropping two a week. Uh, Am I remembering that? Maybe, right? but I'm not going to hold myself to that this time around. No, I'm, I'm going to drop episodes every Thursday, starting this Thursday. Uh, spoiler alert my first guest is uh steve abrams mill street co-founder i talked to him about wow um i talked to him about selling out i put it more politely but i asked about that so yeah um but yeah i i also uh when i lived in toronto i hosted a comedy show it was called naked fridays and it was like comedy stripped down to its bare essentials we weren't actually naked so i still have a lot of friends in the improv and comedy community and so a lot of podcasts i listen to are are comedy podcast and so every once in a while on the old whatever when i used to do the show i just have a one of them on and say you know consider that your suggestion is beer and do whatever you want 
And so they're pretty out there. Some yeah, people, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I remember. Some people this. love yeah, those episodes. Yeah. And some people hate them. I think they're fucking hilarious. So I've already got improvisers booked to do it again. So if you hate that, I'm sorry. <laughs> but like, the time I had a guy on who's a friend of mine, Matt McCready, and he's like, "I'm going to be Skeletor." I'm like, "Great!" And he stayed Skeletor for the whole episode. So people are like, "I just listened to like Peter Bullet Jr. talking about the new Great Lakes Brew Pub opening, and then Skeletor was your guest." I'm like, "Yep, yeah, that's the bullshit part of the show, man." I do remember. <laughs> that matt mccready is he from scarborough i don't know i only know him from toronto maybe yeah i might know his family anyway matt mccready okay. that's not that unusual a name um <laughs> hey quick aside yeah wait i think i had two quick asides there one of the problems with having had a lot of concussions maybe is it's you hard should to hold take, on to things. take some notes maybe <laughs> have you listened to my podcast the number of times i go i think there's an event coming up i can't really remember what it is let me see if i can find it in my email here oh my email crashed yeah well uh use google there's beer events all the time um i was going to ask you about i can't even remember why it triggered in my mind but did you ever decide on a second dog oh yes i did so we had we're not getting a this is not dog. podcast related by the way <gasps> i, think I was I right I think I talked about it on the podcast, yes. actually. Spoiler alert, I talk about my rescue. You know, because he uh, he needed to be rescued very quickly because the people mm. that were fostering him had to take an injured dog in. That's right. There was so, a specific dog, which was, should we get this dog? Yes. Not just, should and we so, get a second dog? That's right. There was a dog that sparked our interest. We're like, we looked in his eyes, like, this is a dog for us. But anyway, we took it as a sign when he got adopted. Like, well, maybe we shouldn't have a second dog. So we're pausing on that should probably unfollow uh the rescue groups we follow on instagram so there's Dude, another <laughs> it's the worst like we have one dog and we're one dog like we don't want to oh, well, i shouldn't i don't know my wife doesn't watch her right i don't think we want a second dog we haven't had an explicit conversation about this our kids yeah. would have nine so that's out of the question but uh i'm very much i'm like unless you kind of before you got the first one had a plan to have a second one Adding a second one very rarely is as good as it could possibly. Anyway, we had that conversation. You were in the minority of people. And you told me I was like the only person who said yeah, that. Most people are like, oh, second dog's been a game changer. They keep each other company. He's so much happier, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But there were a few people that are like, don't do it. My yeah. second dog made the first dog worse. Well, anyway, it's a moot point. Or not, there's no more. We have too many living things in this house already. <laughs> How many things still defecate in places indoors that they're not supposed to? Oh, the dog never has. We can, oh, that's we, good. I'll get a magical rescue dog. You don't want to break that record. <laughs> no. I mean, when he's sick, he has he has had some shit go down. Literally, Ginger ralphed yeah. all over the kitchen this morning. It was horrific. <laughs> and the worst part was I opened the side door. I'm like, Ginger, go outside. And then she got scared because I yelled at her. So then she was cowering in the corner puking. And <laughs> If you're just joining us, uh, we're into the pet vomit section of the yeah, show. Yeah, this is, this is where we talk about our Crap pets shitting days. and vomiting. And uh, AMF Rob, thank you for joining. How do you think you pronounce? Is that ginged? I, I skipped that one on purpose. Ginged? Is it a hard G? Ginged. Some people pronounce it ginged. Does that person have red hair in their in profile picture? That would be a tip. Maybe if they're a ginger, it's maybe they're a ginged. Very small profile picture. I can't tell. Anyway, they're not um, listening anymore. Okay, so you're aiming weekly. You're going to be dropping new, and and you've got one coming out this week, this Thursday. I mean, if you've listened to this show this long, I can tell you I have two coming. I, I recorded two just because I like, I think when people have been waiting a long time, I can drop two. So Thursday, two new episodes, and then one a week every Thursday. You're putting them both out on Thursday? 
Yeah, why not? Just oh, yeah, no. <laughs> a social media manager would tell you to leverage that, but anyway. <laughs> Fuck it. No. So there's yeah. two. There's one that's kind of just catching up, and then one we have a guest, and then uh, I've got guests booked up into April. So there's some cool stuff coming. Do you block them and record and record, record and then produce them and drop them, or are you doing them weekly? I have. I used to do them a little bit in advance to give myself time to edit. Cause I, I would edit out the ums and the ahs to try to cut it down to like 22 minutes or like if somebody started talking about their dog throwing up in the kitchen, I'm like, no one wants to hear that. I'd edit that out. You'd be surprised. <laughs> uh, no, but this year I'm going to be a little bit ahead just in case. So the timeliness, I mean, there's nothing, like there's a breaking beer news. that'll be like, why is he talking about that? That was two weeks ago, but for the, <laughs> we'll my concussed see. brain just remembered the other thing that what you were saying earlier triggered, which again has nothing to do with your podcast, much like the dog. I'm great on tangents. <laughs> I love tangents. Do you listen to Off Menu podcast with James Acaster and Ed Gamble? No. They're both comedians, British. Okay. And it's an interview show. And the pretense is they own a dream restaurant where Ed is the maitre d' and, and James is the genie server. And as a genie, he can do anything you want. Okay. And so it's your dream menu. And the guest explains what their dream starter, main, side, dessert, drink, not in that order. Okay. Is. And obviously it's just, it's like hot ones. It's like a, a, a loose framework to create a, 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 an environment for conversation. Yep. Um, and they do a lot of comedians, but they also, anybody who's like on a press junket, they're, they're important enough that they get like, uh, like they've, they've interviewed Jamie Oliver uh, okay. you know, the naked chef and like, uh, like major actors, mainly British because it's a British show. Um, but, uh, but it's fantastic. It's it very called? funny. It's called have, off menu. I have you, have, you can make notes. I have my remember to watch this Sharpie out. Yeah. Off menu. And if you don't know James Acaster, he has a Netflix, a four part special called repertoire, which is their four one hour, uh, sets, that he filmed in one day in front of one audience over the span of eight hours. Oh, wow. And so he would do a one hour set and then he would leave for a while and the audience would like go out and I don't know, have a bite or something. And then people would come back and he would do another set, but he does. I think the only way you can describe it, he does long form comedy James Acaster? Yeah. I'm going to Google him. To On a next guy. level. He has an HBO special called... Um, He's pretty young. He looks, he looks pretty young. He's older than you think. He's okay. in his mid to late 30s, I think. Oh, okay, that's young. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, he's ancient. You know, he's <laughs> he's at least seven years younger than me. Um, repertoire, there it is. Okay, I'll Repertoire is great. And then, yeah, there's an HBO special. The thing... The thing with the podcast, I was going to say, mm -hmm. they've got like 180 episodes or something. They've been doing it for like nine seasons. Go and just find people you like, like names oh, yeah. that you recognize. Yep. Like he did one with Josh Groban. <laughs> nice. And it was fantastic. Like yes. I actually listened to that one fairly late in my listening experience. Now I subscribe, so I just listen to it weekly. But mm -hmm. like, when I was going back through, I was like, hey, what the hell, Josh Groban? It was amazing. It turns out Josh Groban is both very funny and very self-aware. 
Mm. Like, I, like very self-aware. <laughs> I had one of those moments and I forget which podcast, but it was Hugh Grant. And I'm like, God damn, this guy is fucking hilarious. And he's so in on the joke about himself. He was yeah. fucking brilliant. I'm, I became away a Hugh Grant fan. Uh, yeah. I, I, I've just had a massive crush on Hugh Grant since four weddings and a funeral. So <laughs> I, I never went off Hugh Grant. So, okay. Yeah. We're, we're going to talk about Hugh Grant. He's now doing the same character. Cause he was in the gentleman, which was a guy Ritchie movie. And I was like, I'm on board, but I, he just played this character. He's like, you know, classic, like British villain. Have you seen it? No, and he's just like, here's what's going to happen now, love. And I'm like, <laughs> this is Hugh Grant. And now he's like, doing that character in another movie that I've seen previewed. I'm like, I guess if it's working for you, this is like late stage Hugh Grant, whatever. Uh, I listened to this podcast called the worst idea of all time. I don't know if you've okay. come across it. It's these Kiwi guys also incidentally comedians. The original pretense of the, the show was they would watch the same movie every week for a year and review oh, it every God. week. <laughs> That's and, horrendous. and the first year the movie was grownups too. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second year, the movie was Sex in the City 2. Oh, God. These guys are gluttons for punishment. And then the third year was this movie that you might not have heard of called um, We Are Your Friends, mm -mm. which was this, like, pseudo art, art house movie with, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Zach, Zach Efron. And he plays this, this EDM DJ trying to make good. Like, uh, it's a horrible movie. And they um, watched it over and over? Once a week for a year and every... And so then what happens is they start paying attention to like background characters and they come yeah. up with like recurring bits and it's fantastic. But anyway, so they were doing it and they've done a bunch of seasons and they've, they've done some other stuff and they were messing around, but they've gotten enough of a, of a following that apparently like I kind of, they haven't mentioned this in a couple of episodes. So there's this part of me that's like, was this a bit? And I missed the punchline, but it doesn't seem like it. And they do genuinely seem to be doing what they set out to do, which is starting with Fast and the Furious 9, they're watching every Fast and the Furious movie in reverse order, the number of times that corresponds with its place in the sequence. So they've just finished watching F9 nine times. Nine times? Oh and they're about God. to watch The Fate of the Furious eight times. And then That's whatever commitment to a bit F7. Wow. <laughs> but but it's because Universal Pictures has contracted them to do this in oh. advance of FX, which is the Fast and the Furious 10 movie oh, wow. coming out. Uh, but when you were doing that Hugh Grant bit, it made me think. So in Fast and the Furious 9, apparently Dame Helen Mirren is in it. Yeah, I've heard this too. But she does this like cockney, like, right, Dominic Toretto, how are you going then, son? Oh, the girl's got us going. And like, so now I, and what's funny is when they set out to do it, I thought, did the people at Universal listen to the podcast because <laughs> all they do is shit on the movie for an right. entire year. Right. Yeah. Like occasionally there's moments where they're like, I actually kind of thought that bit was okay, but like, that's as good as any review gets in the movie. <laughs> but then what's funny is I'm finding myself wanting to watch the ninth fast and the furious movie. And I haven't seen any of the previous eight. <laughs> yeah. So I'm the it same worked. way. I listened to the, uh, this podcast called how did this get made? Which oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, Paul F. Tompkins, right? No, he's their buds though. Like Paul Shear and Jason Manzukis and Paul, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul Shear's wife. Oh my God, what the hell's her name? Anyway, 
uh, they watch such ter- a sexist. terrible movies. Such a I know, sexist. I know. I knew you were gonna. I can't remember I'm, that woman's name. I don't getting know. canceled, and then some lady talker. <laughs> but they they are obsessed. He always with, gets hysterical. They're obsessed with the Fast and the Furious, and they've watched all of them. And they'll reference it all the time. Anyway. Oh man, it's amazing listening to these guys. Like if you watch a movie repeatedly, you really start to pick up on some screwed up stuff. Yeah. I catch something new about Christmas vacation every year. Anyway, to circle way, way back. Go on. Yes, there'll be comedians on my show this year. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Good. Well, uh, you're in the minority. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I, I think. <laughs> I I'm think telling really you, man. Funny. I haven't been asked since like maybe the fall, but like it was nearly a weekly thing. And many, many weeks, it was multiple different people in the week. Be like, hey, is Ben's podcast coming back anytime soon? And I'd be I, like. I got a secret, guys. I don't know, but you could probably ask him. I used to get emails a lot. I think I waited until all interest petered out and no one gives a fuck anymore. I waited, took all this buzz and goodwill I had and just let it all die. And I've kind of done that with my zine. Yes, I was going to ask about that. (laughs) Bring that back. I want to so bad, but man, it's so much effort. And I really like doing things that are simple and it yeah. takes so much work. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I yeah. mean, this little thing, I can just hop on my computer at nine o'clock on a Tuesday with my microphone. So, so far it's pretty easy, but you're going to z- send me a file. I'm going to pre-record a little bit. I'm going to drop in my little theme song yeah. and then I'm going to drop the exit music and I'll be done. It's no sweet. edits, no edits. You don't edit it or uh, well, this one, as we discussed, I'm going to probably have to do a little work on the audio, but we'll see. We'll see. Maybe Zoom's cleaned up. Maybe they've uh, they've moved away from floating weird compression where you can actually hear the changes and how they're compressing the file. I, I am not an audiophile like you. Like, I'm, if you're not too loud or I don't hear any weird mechanical buzzing, I'm good to go. I've can got you hear my-, my refrigerator right now? I can't hear something actually. For a guy who complains about <laughs> shitty audio quality, I never unplug but, my fridge. But my audio is coming from Instagram, so I don't know. My- yeah, I guess that's right. There's my wife right now. Uh, I was going to point out, I can't help but notice that I believe you are using the stock Apple uh, earphones there. Sure am. Yeah, they're just okay. Yeah, I don't usually wear earphones because right? I don't usually have feedback because no one asked me to go on Instagram at the same time. What is this? I know. Hey, you know, what's funny. I realized as we were sitting down to do this, if we'd done it on my zoom account, I could have fed it through to uh, YouTube as well. Live. Oh, but, I, can do that. I can do that too, Chris, but not to my channel. No, not to your channel. <laughs> well, I don't care about your channel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair. Uh, anyway. And it's too late for that. Anyway, we, we should wrap up, but this has been fun. It's been real fun. So Episodes dropping this Thursday, which is going to be this Thursday, March 2nd. Two episodes will be in your inbox if you subscribe. Beerandbullshit.ca. Do we call it an inbox? Did I say inbox? (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. The podcast player of your choice. In your phone. In your On Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Show. I don't even know what Google. I don't know. I don't have a Google device. Wherever you get podcasts, I'm streaming all of them. Yeah. Where you're listening to this podcast, it's also there. Mm-hmm. If you look at the lists, it'll be um, higher than maybe not now. Unless you're one of the three people watching us live on Instagram. First of all, thank you. One of whom Any- I'm going to be sharing a bed with shortly. So <laughs> it says a lot. Is it craft beer days? <laughs> oh, I wish. TB Bavery. 
if anyone has been here from the beginning to the end, I'll send you, we'll send you a case of left field beer of your choosing. If you can prove that you tuned in. And Why did you just make that a we? How did I get involved you're in, in Toronto. This? You have to go get it. You okay, have I can to do walk that. over and get it. You know, they do ship. I don't know anything about that. Province wide. <laughs> I know you do because I saw you complaining about waiting to get beers from BIM. Because yeah. everyone else is drinking it delicious. And by I get the way, beers, I get beers shipped from left field one to, once in a while too. They're delicious. That, uh, that Pilsner or Kel clone was pretty good. It was, it was pretty nice. I think I have one left. I was kind of trying to kind of save it, but maybe I'll drink it now. You could do I'm going to, oh, let's go to bed. Not with each other, but they're separate. Oh, I was going to hop in my car right now. <laughs> Drive down oh, to London. Your wife just started following me on Instagram. I just got a notification. So if this podcast has had any benefit, it's that. Your wife now follows me on Instagram. She said something to the effect. I said, oh, yeah, I've got a guest. She said, who? I said, oh, Ben Johnson. And she said, was Michael Jackson not available? And, mm. Or something to that effect. Um, he's dead. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> They're all dead. All the Michael Jacksons are dead. The good yeah, well, beer one and the molesty one. Yeah. The one with the <laughs> and, glove and the one with the beard. Let's leave it at that on yeah. molesty. We, we, throw me real quick. What were we calling this one? Something about a dildo male, apocalypse. Male dildos to the militia, something like that. Sending, yeah. sending dildos to the militia. I, you know what? I can find it. It'll be in the file. I'm just going to have to listen to an hour and a half of audio. That's okay. fine. We can do that. Hey, Ben, it's been a real pleasure. Thanks, Chris. This I'm looking forward to my Friday, which will be when I will hear your podcast. Okay. Unless you uh, publish before 8.30 a.m. Uh, 12.01. I like it to be in your inbox when you wake up. <laughs> I think I mentioned well, you on this show, actually, but we'll, you'll have to listen to find out. Oh, like the one that's already recorded coming to maybe, the Maybe, maybe. A guy can hope. You know, okay. I recorded a thing for NPR. They never used it. So this is like oh. my, this is, I, I, I get it back now. I get to be that's- on your show. That's sad. Okay, Paul comes to just join the so sorry, right Paul. Now. Right I'm sorry, Paul. Paul. We're leaving. Bye, Have Paul. a good night. Thanks for joining us. Bye. It's been real. Bye. Bye.